morning, Krusty Crew, and welcome to Absorbent and Yellow SpongeBob Deep Dive, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. My name is Sam Roberts, and I am the Jacques Cousteau of podcasting um, and uh, making quick trips to the grocery store. we got a great episode planned for you today. We've made it. We've arrived at the last episode of the original run of SpongeBob SquarePants. I know, I know. No one's more sad than me. But listen, it, it's no reason, you know, don't don't feel too crestfallen. It's like I heard in a, uh, a senior speech one time, don't smile because it happened. Smile twice, shame on me. And with that, let's jump into some listener mail. This letter comes in from, gosh, it really caught me off guard. I don't know why I wasn't ready. Uh, This is my podcast. No one's making me do this. Uh, This letter comes in from Colton. Subject line says, childhood trauma. Parentheses, not really. Colton says, hi, Sam. Forgot to send this in uh, in time for uh, when you would cover the last episode, but I just wanted to share a childhood memory of when I got a copy of the episode on DVD before it aired on TV a few weeks later. Uh, This is my interjection. You'll remember from Trivia Clock last week, Uh, that uh, the DVD, the home video release of the episode, came out before it aired on Nickelodeon, which is funny because the episode was lost. Um, Not the episode wasn't lost, like lost, but it was cheapers. Again, I did not know that was going to happen. I am so out of control of... My Adobe Audition file. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Colton continues. Uh, He says that uh, he got the DVD before it aired on TV a few weeks later. That scared the crap out of me. We were off to such a bad start, you guys, for the last episode of... Anyway, uh, before it aired on TV a few weeks later, I tried to brag to my friends at our lunch table about how I got to see the last episode of SpongeBob. But nobody believed me. No matter how hard I tried to convince them, definitely the saddest day of my third grade life. Keep up the good work. Colton. Colton, first of all, I want to apologize because I'm clearly not keeping up the good work. Or if you consider, I guess, this podcast good, maybe I am keeping up the good uh, work. Um, But second, that is really hilarious. And that is such like a specific, like I thought it was funny, right? That the the, uh, episode came out on, on home video before it, you know, was quote unquote found on Nickelodeon. But that is like the absolute worst case scenario <laughs> based on that. You know, it's like like as if somebody at Nickelodeon was like, hey, is it an issue that, you know, this is going to come out before it premieres on, on Nickelodeon on cable live? And they're like, what's the worst that can happen? Some kid goes to school and gets bullied for <laughs> saying that there's a last episode and you were that kid. I don't know if you were bullied, but anyway, Colton, that was really funny. Um, and thank you for writing in uh, with that that anecdote. Speaking of writing in with anecdotes, uh, you've got one more week, and I'm dead serious this time. Serious is a heart attack. Uh, you got one more week to write in with your. Fa- I'm not just talking to you, Colton. I think you already sent yours in. Uh, write in with your favorite episode and or moment from SpongeBob SquarePants. And with that, uh, I'm going to take a, a a brief moment here to let you know um, what the plan is for the rest of uh, this podcast um, exploration of SpongeBob SquarePants and what makes it so great. So we've got today's episode, right? We're going to be discussing pranks a lot. SpongeBob meets the Strangler. We're going to have Sarah on the, the podcast today. Very excited for that. 
Next week, we are going to do a special mailbag episode with Sarah, plus a super uh, secret surprise that I will give to you next week that maybe you'll enjoy. I don't know. Um, And then the week after that, we are going to revisit the pilot episode Help Wanted with Sarah Wadka. Very excited for that. Um, I know it's like, you know, not not that much time has passed, but I just thought it would be really fun. A, just as sort of a way to kind of um, bookend the podcast to just like, because the show has changed so much uh, just in these um, three seasons or whatever, you know, to see kind of like where we came from. But also, I think that's going to be really cool um, to tee up what comes after that, which is, of course, um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Um, and we're going to take three weeks to walk through that film, the entire film. Uh, and um, your favorite uh, co-host uh, guest, Morgan, <laughs> will be joining us for three weeks, which if you think that uh, one podcast together has some crazy energy, you're going to freaking get a preview of the tortured life our future children are going to have. We don't have kids, and I'm not announcing anything here, but I mean, I hope that someday we have kids. That'd be That would be, as the kids say, pog. Not our kids, though we probably will say that to them, and they'll be like, stop! Anyway, let's jump into our very last recurring season three segment, With Love. Feel thine own wrath stove! <laughs> what did I tell you about using your powers, trainee? Uh, perfect patties are made with love, not magic. Uh, so today for the uh, With Love segment, first, I just want to give a couple quick shout outs to um, some topics that we've talked about, but I just haven't, um, you know, been able to give a ton of focus to, I don't think. Um, and and we are out of weeks to, to talk about. So just really quick, some some shout outs. I, you know, I could talk about the art of SpongeBob SquarePants and how um, beautiful this show is. And, and of course, there's um, quotes that we could read from Nick Jennings, Kenny Pittenger, Sherm Cohen to talk about all of those. We could talk about the sound of the show uh, and how like just um, fun and whimsical it, it it is and and pull quotes from Jeff Hutchins and Nick Carr. Um, but as I was thinking about this this week, I was thinking really hard about it, trying to dig up um, a ton of uh, research of uh, different aspects of the show. Um, trying to think about like what do I talk about this week, and I, I realized that I was kind of just like overthinking it. Um, and today, I just want to take this segment with love to just acknowledge. I think that deep down, the reason that I love SpongeBob. <laughs> did you hear that in my voice? I went to say like, and then I was like, why am I? This segment's with love. Uh, the reason that I love. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants so much. It's just, it's just nice. It's nice, and it's pure. And I'm feeling very sentimental and nostalgic as we come up uh, to the end of the podcast, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, and you know, in all aspects of my life, um, I'm very prone to do this thing where, when I feel that the end of something is coming up, I begin to overthink it and, and try to like game it for as much life experience as possible, um, which ends up draining me and draining the thing of its own innate joy. Um, I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but like. You know, a super mundane uh, example is like if the thing is a bowl of Lucky Charms, I start getting stressed at the end (laughs) about how um, to get it so that only marshmallows are left uh, at the end with like my last couple of bites. And if it's like a friend moving away, I get super in my head 
you know, after every single one of our last hangouts and I'm like always driving home thinking like, did I say the right thing? Was that fun enough? How would I rank that hangout on a scale from one to 10, you know, just stupid stuff. Um, but also this week, kind of fighting that, this week I, I couldn't stop thinking about how much it affected me watching that viral video of Steve from Blue's Clues. <laughs> and like, it really hit me. <laughs> it brought this like sense of peace and safety. Um, it made me feel things. And like, at first I just kind of laughed about it, you know, like, oh, that's so silly of me. What? <laughs> I'm reacting way too much to this. But I just kept thinking about it. Like, why did that hit me so much? And why is it hitting so many other people my age in the same way? And I think it's because that video was so disarming. And like, because we haven't seen Steve in 20 years, you know, you watch it and you're just immediately transported back to 2002 when we felt safe and things were simple and the stuff that we enjoyed was just pure. So this week, I'm trying to just not overthink anything and just appreciate the fact that SpongeBob SquarePants is nice. It's wholesome, it's happy, it's bright, it's warm, it's yellow, and it's wonder and sincerity are completely absorbing. So here's just a, a nice quote from Tom Kenny to close. He was asked uh, what he thought his the legacy of Steve Hillenburg uh, would be for him after his passing. He says, quote, our personal legacy of Steve. I knew him before the show. I met him on Rocco's Modern Life in 93. He's just a great guy, a great friend, a sweet spirit, a force for positivity, a really interesting and interested person who is into a lot of things and just a very curious person. And then out of all those curiosities and interests that he had, ocean science, animation, comedy, silliness, he made this show, SpongeBob SquarePants, that's been going on for a long time and has touched all these people. To me, that's the leg legacy of SpongeBob. It brings a smile to people when they need it. You're going to the hospital and, and you walk past a room and there's somebody in a bed and the TV has SpongeBob on it. And you know, you just go, wow, that's cool. That at least we can be that for 11 minutes, 22 minutes. Somebody who's feeling bad, maybe they smiled for a little bit. And it's really nice. And Steve Hillenberg gave the cast that, the crew that, and that's what he gave to the world. So I just thought that was nice. Sincere, if I'm honest, sincerity makes me really uncomfortable too, but I'm trying to just let it let it stick. So now that I've completely undercut that, um, <laughs> let's jump into a little bit of trivia clock. <laughs> trivia clock for the episode pranks a lot. Uh, this episode is the last episode to air before the film's release, and thus is the last episode of the original run of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, someone points out. Uh, on the fan wiki, um, this is the only appearance of Sandy's tree dome in season three, which uh, is very interesting to me and got me wondering, where is Sandy in season three? Um, and so I, I just out of curiosity, I kind of went through the episodes trying to think through like where all she's appeared. And I could come up with she shows up in No One Is Allowed, or rather, I should say uh, episodes where she plays like a particularly important bit is a no one he's allowed mermaid man and barnacle boy five party pooper pants and i had an accident um and then this one um so i don't know i just do it where's sandy i want more sandy but you can't have it because it's over they already made the show um mr krebs ghost prevention good luck charms include having his underwear tied in a melvet knot 
A Melvet knot is used to hold a sail to a sailboat. I'm sure that Steven Hillenberg probably would have known that. Um, an alternate title for this episode is Naked Pants. You'll see that uh, listed a lot on like different um, you know, cable episode listings and stuff like that. Um, and I think even in Amazon, it, it says like in parentheses, like AKA Naked Pants. So that's interesting. Um, Mr. Crab's gold necklace reads Foxy. I can only imagine a, a reference to Foxy Grandpa. Uh, and then finally, this episode's name is a pun on the saying thanks a lot and i'm sure that this is probably super obvious and in fact sometimes you know when i read a bit of trivia that's like oh this episode's name is a pun on this i don't read it because i'm like obviously and perhaps i should have done that for this episode but my dumb brain for some reason always thought in fact this is how you know judgmental i was about it I, it always bothered me, like, that's not a very good episode title, <laughs> because this episode has nothing to do with Medieval Knights. <laughs> Isn't that stupid of me? Like, like Sir Lancelot? I was like, Sir Pranks a lot? Why would they call... Pranks a lot. Because her name is Sandy, and she's also covered in sand. Okay, a trivia for the episode. Uh, SpongeBob meets the Strangler. Uh, Strangler was the last episode in production before the movie and before the show had gone hiatus, um, you know, uh, to, to get to work on the movie. Pranks a lot was actually third to last in production and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5 was second to last in production. Kind of interesting. Um, this episode was originally going to be titled Litterbug. And this episode premiered in South Korea on October 21st, 2002, nearly two years before it premiered in the United States. Now, I don't normally care about these airing dates uh, like this, and I, and I don't normally like read them out because episodes get aired, you know, earlier in other countries all the time. Um, that's not necessarily that interesting, but this I think is interesting because um, it shows you just how far in advance this episode was complete and in the can, and then how long they at Nickelodeon held on to it to stretch out season three um, and stretch out the rollout of new episodes before um, the film's release. It's kind of interesting. This episode takes place on July 14th, SpongeBob's birthday, which we know is his birthday because uh, his license says so in the episode Sleepy Time from season one. The scene in which SpongeBob realizes that his key was placed under his doormat is a callback to the end of Party Pooper Pants. The flower wallpaper scene in SpongeBob's house when the parties are thrown is the same one seen in Party Pooper Pants. And then the scene where the tattletale strangler jumps out of a place with a parachute uh, only to find out that the parachute is SpongeBob is a reference to the Looney Tunes cartoon Yankee Doodle Daffy where Porky jumps out of a place with Daffy as a parachute in one scene the Tattletail Strangler is holding a serial ki uh, <laughs> serial killer serial number that says uh, 122068 this is a little bit darker trivia this could be interpreted as a reference to December 20th 1968 the date when the Zodiac Killer killed two victims Neat. Um, and then this is the last episode until Lost in Bikini Bottom in season nine to have Steven Hillenburg credited as the executive producer. 
And finally, I have a quote here from Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is, of course, the guest voice uh, on this episode, voice of um, the Tattletale Strangler. This comes from uh, his interview with Stephen Hillenberg, which I've referenced in the past. And I, again, very, very much recommend that you listen to it. Um, I'll have a link for that in the show notes. He says, quote, that small part that I am of the SpongeBob universe, it's really been one of the highlights of my career. A number of years ago, when those early SpongeBob episodes were happening, and I was doing a lot of episodes, my wife was very sick, and I was so upset and just crazy. I couldn't get cast in anything because I think casting people and producers smell that fear or desperation or something, so I couldn't work in anything. Everything was falling apart, and I had kids to raise and everything. But I was coming to Nickelodeon Studios to do episodes of this wonderful show about a funny sponge with wonderful people and a great funny cast and improvising these jokes and everything. And everyone's so pleasant. And I guess I'm just trying to say, I so love SpongeBob. I think that's so nice. Um, And oddly enough, um, there is a uh, Nickelodeon kind of behind the scenes special that aired on Nickelodeon um, of this episode of Tom Wilson um, in the booth recording his lines with Steven Hillenberg. Um, you should definitely go watch it. I'll put the link again in the show notes, uh, but here's a little audio from that clip here. We want him to be mad. My boots are stuck in your corneas. Okay, so... <laughs> the, uh, so we want kind of an... Ooh, ow, ooh, ow, ow. When, uh, when it, we gotta be careful on the, on the pain. So it's kind of like, ow, ow, not just ow. Okay. I like that, as I said, a little wimp, wimpier. Okay, pain. even more than that. I was going. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, let's try playing that back. Please, end of Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> 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 it's the ultimate in pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And it's just so genuine and, and such like infectious laughter. And you could just tell that they genuinely had so much fun making this show. So, speaking of, I have had so much fun making this show. We're not done yet, of course, but just one more time. Um, or not one more time. I probably am going to say this several more times. But signing off uh, for this segment of the last episode of the original run of SpongeBob SquarePants, thank you so much again for listening. Thanks for writing these crazy intro parts of the podcast. They tend to go quite a bit off the rails and take me longer than they should to record. But but that's not all. We've uh, got a great rest of the episode for you. So without further ado, let's uh, introduce our guest, Sarah Watka. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Absorbing in Yellow. With us on the podcast today is uh, first-time guest, Sarah Wadka. Sarah, how are you? You know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> Dang it, I think I've already done that show. Yeah, no, I think that we did, which is appropriate because um, today gotcha. we're going to be discussing Spongebob <laughs> meets the Strangler and pranks a lot, which have several jokes that they've already done in Spongebob. Uh, Bazinga. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of a prank. <laughs> You're on camera, listeners. Look, there. There's a you're on camera. Um, okay. Um, Sarah, how are you today? I am great. I'm ready to talk about SpongeBob. How how are you, Sam? I'm good. I'm pretty tired um and a little yeah. groggy, but but I'm good. I'm feeling yeah. 
feeling good and feeling like I should. I guess feeling I don't know. so fresh and so clean, clean. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm actually really kind of feeling um, the opposite of that, but but um, I'm also feeling this. I'm feeling this segment that I'm about to do. I told you right before we started, like, yeah, I don't have any special like trivia segments or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, what the heck? We'll just do like a, a quick speed one because like you're on the episode, so why the heck not? Um, cool. Are you are you down to do a speed rounds of? Uh, finish the SpongeBob quote. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're just freaking. I've been training we're... my whole life for this. Good. Uh, and good. Um, <laughs> okay. This first one comes from. We're in the segment now, so everybody, welcome oh, to the segment. Cool. Uh, yeah. This first quote comes from Patrick Starr. He says, "Are you Squidward now?" Dot dot dot. Blank. Squidward now. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> Yep, ding ding ding. It's that's okay. Take your time, but that's okay. That's close uh, enough for me. Okay, cool. Um, okay, this one comes from SpongeBob. I'll have you know that I stubbed my toe last week, and dot 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 blank. And I only cried for twenty minutes. Ding 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 ding. You got that one again. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, I would love some applause edited in. Yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll edit <laughs> those in in post, and then I'll pull up. Okay, let me wait. I gotta test this one because I always okay. But yeah, I always play the wrong one, and it's never a bit. But poo. okay, let's see. Today would be um, the day to do it though on the prank episode. Ooh, this one's appropriate or personal, rather. I should say. SpongeBob mm. says, "Guess what today uh, is?" And Patrick says, "Annoy Squidward Day." And SpongeBob says, "Blank." Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I this one's hard mode. This is not super fair, but uh, I'll give you a hint. He says, "No, silly, that's on the." Yeah, it's it's a date, but yeah. I, the, I don't remember the date. That's okay. It's the fifteenth. The fifteenth. Oh, You're very close. Fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. That is person. That personal. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, this one comes from Patrick Starr. Oh, and listeners, that's a reference to Annoy Squidward Day. I just go back and listen to that episode. It's I don't want to rehash it. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot. Wanna, it was a lot for a couple months after that episode. But um, this quote from Patrick <laughs> Starr, he says, dumb people are always blank. Dumb people are always ugly. I don't know. Yeah, that, that one was a little... Too hard. Not enough context. Dumb people are always blissfully unaware of how dumb they really are. Dot 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 drools. <laughs> and then SpongeBob has to snap his fingers and <laughs> Wait, <laughs> wake yeah, him up. Okay, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. This one's shorter, but I'll, and I'll try and do the intonation. Patrick says, "Quote Squidward, your ceiling is what? Squidward, your ceiling is um." Uh, <laughs> I'm I, I I'm thinking of a quote that is not from SpongeBob at all. Oh yeah, what's so, the quote? Uh, your ceiling is I don't know what it is. Oh wait, what's the quote I'm thinking of? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball? Um, probably a long time ago, <laughs> in the forties. Anyway, this guy goes, "Your Irish, your Irish copy is winking at me." I don't know why. Oh, so I was going to well, say your kind ceiling of is winking at me. No, I think it's, it's like. What is it? Your ceiling is talking to me. 
talking to me. Oh, okay. I remember. That's from that's from uh, the Krusty Krab training video. That's a funny when he's like, oh. "Remember Squidward poop." And Patrick oh. freaks out. He's like, Squidward, your so ceiling good. is talking to me. That's really <laughs> funny. Uh, let's see. We'll do one more. Um, this section is under SpongeBob quotes about life. Mm. Um, that one's too easy. Um, um, this one might be too hard, but we'll try this one. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are trying to, to cheer up Squidward in this scene. And SpongeBob mm-hmm. says, ah, cheer up, Squid. It could be worse. And Patrick says, yeah. Yeah, you could be bald and something else. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> you could be, yeah, I don't know. You need Just guess. I bet you'll probably get it. You could be bald and be bad at playing clarinet. <laughs> Very close. You could be bald and have a big nose. We'll give you a half clap for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I gotta give you an, one more to blah, 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 blah. to blah, hope blah, blah, blah. that I get it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not very familiar with quotes from the movie, are you? No. That's okay. That's okay. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I'm floundering a little bit. Um. Uh, we'll just go out with one underhand toss not because you need the help or anything but just <laughs> just for old time's sake this is a, a sarah Wadka episode classic actually <laughs> the, the quote this is between spongebob and patrick spongebob says i'm dirty dan and patrick says no i'm dirty dan and spongebob says what makes you think you can be dirty dan and patrick says quote <laughs> because i'm dirty <laughs> you got it Thank Everybody you. Give thank it up you. For Sarah. Thanks so much. I'd like to thank the Academy and my parents and uh, Squidward. All right. Shout out to Squidward. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to be discussing the episode SpongeBob Meets the Strangler and uh, Pranks a Lot, um, the final episodes of season three. Um, Sarah, you get to just jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Wait for it. On time percentage, 100%. Another day, another migraine. <laughs> My. On time percentage, 12%. Grain. <laughs> Isn't it great working at the Krusty Krab Squidward? Huh? Isn't it? Working here. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes! Hold that thought, Squidward. I'm doing the parking lot for early morning litter patrol. May Neptune shine brightly on my harvest. Hey, everybody. We're back with the episode uh, SpongeBob Meets the Strangler. I think this episode... I Who wrote this episode? Here's what I see listed under writers. Paul Tibbet, Kent Osborne, Carl Greenblatt, Meriwether Williams. And then under, under storyboard is Paul Tibbet, Kaz, and Carl Greenblatt. 
So some combination of those wrote this episode and it premiered uh, on a October 11th, 2004, the final episode to air before uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. So shouts out. Um, this opening scene is, I think, uh, pretty cute um, and pretty funny. And I think it might be the funniest part of the episode, um, which leads me to uh, this quick point that I think that we should just uh, say right up at the top. Um, actually, Sarah, could you uh, tell for the listeners, how did you put it before we started recording? <laughs> I think I said, I don't really know about these episodes, which yeah. is um, kind of a nicer way of saying they're not my fave, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Uh, Sarah, yeah, right before we started recording, was like, I don't know about these episodes. And I think you kind of even, yeah, you did, you tried to put it in like a nice way or whatever, but I immediately <laughs> knew like what you were trying to say or whatever. And yeah. I quickly responded like, yeah, they're not, not very good episodes. And I, I don't know if they're bad episodes. Maybe they are. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they, I, they're, one, they're some of the least memorable episodes of, of season three, <laughs> if I'm mm-hmm. honest. Um, which to be honest, I, uh, knew, um, like coming into season three, Ever since I was a kid, I knew that this pair of episodes was not very memorable. Um, and I guess we'll probably discuss a little bit this episode, why that is. But I just thought, you know, we, we'd get that out of the way right at the front. Like, they're just, I mean, they're not the best episodes. And and that's fine because the rest of the show is really freaking good. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I say that at the front um, also to, to, to frame everything that we're seeing, but also to kind of... Uh, relieve myself of feeling like I need to pick it apart. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like picking mm-hmm. it apart since it's like the last one or whatever, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, whatever it's, it's a fine episode. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What, what do you think of this opening scene though? Um, I actually, I agree with you. I like the opening scene. I think it's funny. Um, I, <laughs> I love Squidward's line. Another day, another migraine. <laughs> I agree. And I thought of you because oh. you often, you know, famously get a lot of migraines. Yeah. Well, I thought of you because of your migraines. Yeah. Shout out um, to migraine buddies. Shout out to migraines, man. Uh, no, uh, shout yeah. out to the, you know, friendships yeah. you create through, you know, mm-hmm. suffering from migraines. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I love how he put that. Uh, and actually today I, I, I had one literally yesterday into today. Oh, nice. So it was like the perfect timing. Yeah. Um, and I will also say I'm very much a Squidward when it comes to being on time to things. I think <laughs> yeah. I've talked in the past about how I'm not um, very punctual. I'm usually 10 minutes late, um, right. which, you know, is a thing I'm always working on. But the people that know me know to plan for me to be a little bit late, which right. is not a great thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. at work, actually, um, I got reprimanded. The one time I got reprimanded at my last job was because I, my mm. attendance, like my yeah. percentage was probably around like 12%. 12%. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I don't know what happened, but I'm not punctual anymore. I've just kind of accepted mm. it. And I'm, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not okay with it. It's not right. like, uh, it's just like, it's, oh, it's just me, you know, but yeah, it's just, yeah. I have to live with this and adjust for it. And I don't know mm-hmm. why I just, I don't know. I don't know. I get, I don't know. I'm trying to make excuses, but um, it's just, yeah, it kind of is what it is. 
It is what it is. Um, yeah, I really, I, I thought the migraine joke was very funny, and even more than that, like the way that he's like, I can't even remember the sentence in which he says migraine, but that they cut migraine off halfway yes. through the word. My on time percent, twelve percent, or whatever you know, yeah. grain. Ha ha ha. You know, I was like, oh, man, that's very clever. But and I yeah. and I enjoy the like weird uh, water cooler talk between the two. <laughs> yeah. And how aware they are of how uncomfortable it is and Spongebob being mm-hmm. like, pretty great, huh? Huh? And Squidward just like, you know, one minute into the episode being like, I don't have the patience for this. Like, yep. yeah, he's like just screaming at him, you know. He um, just clocked in and he's already over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So. Which is kind of a theme of this episode is how annoying Spongebob is. It is. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a cute theme. That's like one of the things that kind of works for me which i'll discuss Mm. later but sure um a couple other quick notes uh spongebob um he's picking up trash outside which i thought also was cute that's just like that does seem like Mm -hmm. something that spongebob would do so he'd be like i have to make the crusty crab look beautiful you know um Mm -hmm. he would he would just pick up litter i feel like spongebob would pick up litter in his free time not even just like (laughs) yeah yeah for work (laughs) um but but he says, quote, I've never seen such an epidemic. And I was just like, I missed that meme at the start of the pandemic. Ooh, I could have. Yeah. <laughs> I've Every, never seen yeah. such an epidemic. But <laughs> but then I um when it pans over, like, where's all this litter coming from? And they show this guy who you will later learn, you know, is very important the rest of the episode. I just shook my head and I was like, what a POS, this guy. And, you this know, these, these people, this guy, this guy here. Mm-hmm. These people exist, you know, they just freaking litter and the whatnot, but yeah. Anyway. So, um, in this next clip, uh, SpongeBob, in a very SpongeBobby way, I think, addresses um, this man for littering. Sir, I will have you know it's against the law to litter. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Call the police? <laughs> yes. How's it going, Lieutenant? Well, let's just say I hope our litter bug there saved room for his just desserts. <laughs> yeah, just desserts. <laughs> Whatever. Huh? SpongeBob, don't you know who that is? Who? That's the Tattletale Strangler. Who? The Tattletale Strangler. He's promised to strangle anyone who turns him in. <laughs> Kind of angry with us, eh, Squidward? Squidward? Squidward! Sarah, were you a tattletale growing up? So I don't really remember telling on people a lot, but I kind of had the personality of one where, Mm. like, I wanted everyone to be doing the right thing. So, like, Uh I I don't remember specific instances of, like, telling on kids or, like, telling my brother or anything. I'm sure I did because I kind of was just, like... I like to follow the rules and I didn't like when other people didn't. And I felt right. always felt guilty about it, even if yeah, I didn't yeah, do yeah. anything. So uh-huh. yeah. Were you, I, I relate to that a lot, very specifically. <laughs> I, I don't think that I was a tattletale, but I just always followed the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, maybe some people would call me a sheeple. Uh, to be honest, no? I've always not had a problem following the rules. And so when I got to adulthood and there's just things like, we ha- hey, we just we have to wear masks for a little bit. I'm not trying to get political listeners, but I really <laughs> am just like, that's fine. 
I can just wear a mask. And right, yeah. I just so much like I was a kid, and I mean maybe this is not helping my point, but I would get so stressed when my older siblings would sneak candy into the movie theater because um I saw on on the movie theater outside outside the door in Ames, Iowa, um there they had this like poster posted up that was like no outside food or drink allowed and it had a skull and crossbones on it and in my mind I connected I was like that's what piracy is and I knew that piracy was really bad to be clear that's not what piracy is I don't know why they had a skull and crossbones on there but then I realized like that's what my siblings have been doing. And I yeah. I think at one point I said, like, I don't want to go to the movies if you guys sneak in candy. And it became this real dilemma where, like, to them, they're like, this isn't that big of a deal. But, mm-hmm. but like, we have to, like, <laughs> to make Sam feel comfortable. I got over that. I don't really care that much anymore if people bring in candy to the movie theater or whatever. But that's, like, the kid that I was. Um, and so it really, like bothered me wow <laughs> but you guys you should wear masks if you're in a community with high transmission i realized that i uh didn't uh you know help make that point by giving an example of how i care too much about something that doesn't matter the analogy <laughs> was not there at all but anyway um but i did not tattle <laughs> i just would get really anxious i think we talked about this um uh with student starfish or whatever um oh star- yeah. yeah yeah the one with patrick at the mm-hmm. driving school Mm-hmm. Where when somebody was talking to me in class, I got super stressed or whatever. You know, right. But, yeah. 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 Um, I have a fun childhood memory too, though, of um my little brother Matt. I'm sure that he would deny this, but he was totally a tattletale <laughs> growing up. And, you know, me and Carissa would be playing and then Matt would go to tattle on us, and we would be like, Matt, you are such a tattletale. And then I kid you not, the words that came out of his mouth next were Mom. Sam and Chris had called me a tattletale. And we were, we, and it wasn't even funny to us. It just made us mad because we're like, you don't even understand what you just did. Like, you're tattling on it, you know? Um, so, anyway, on the t- topic of tattling, I think that it's like a cute um, theme of this episode. I just kind of wish that they like played it up more or made it more yeah. obvious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I hate, playing uh Monday morning quarterback or whatever or coach or I I don't know why I ever try to use sports analogies <laughs> on this podcast. Um backseat yeah, no driver. <laughs> yeah. Uh trying to like write this episode or whatever. But but I I just wonder if it would be more effective if they let SpongeBob have an arc here where he learns not to tattle or something. Um mm-hmm. because in my mind, I was like this episode is about a strangler trying to kill spongebob which is extremely similar to the bully episode um and so i'm kind of already <laughs> yeah. set up for that it, mm-hmm. and it's the exact same voice actor same and everything, voice, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah um so and, and I, maybe it's like mixed up in my head too because i just when i hear uh the tattletale strangler it makes me think of um the scranton strangler you know and it's just like this tv oh, trope of like yeah you know descriptor followed by strangler like the descriptor mm-hmm. strangler whatever you know mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't know but yeah i yeah. i'm with you on um like there was one instance of tattletaling and it kind of right. wasn't it was like right hey you're littering i i don't know i mean yeah i guess most people would say that he did tattle on this guy right. um right. But I, yeah, it wasn't really played up 
much at all. It just right. was used in the beginning. So right. I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or even if like Patrick hopped in and told right. on someone, or I don't know, like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm. I don't. I don't write for stuff. So what do True. I? But but I'm I'm with you. I think that could yeah. have been played up a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I had written in my notes, call us if you see him again, Tattletale. And I just had written down, like, it seems like SpongeBob tattling is supposed to be a more obvious theme, but I don't know. They could have yeah. just used more, like, even if they had had at the front, like, like SpongeBob, be, well, I don't know. I don't know. Again, yeah, I can't, I can't write this episode, but like if SpongeBob mm-hmm. tattled and then Squidward was like, don't be a tattletale. And then he tattled on the guy. But then, yeah, it, like you should yeah. report if somebody is open. That, so I don't know. It's just yeah. a big old freaking mess. But, yeah. but there are funny parts and we can enjoy them mm-hmm. um, yeah. for those I, aspects. I will say um, up until this point, I I, ha- I enjoyed a lot of the animation of his faces. Yeah. Like at the, in the first few minutes of this episode. And like, I really liked how his eyes looked in the very first mm. scene. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot visually happening that's really fun and funny. Um, and then I also wanted to shout out, like, again, I love when they make cops just like so dumb and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just yeah. always holes like uh-huh. in, in SpongeBob. Like they're always <laughs> yeah. saying something kind of rude to uh-huh. SpongeBob or to other people. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I also thought. Um, back to the visuals i'm, I'm just mm-hmm. remembering all this stuff out of mm-hmm. order sorry sorry no, you, no you're good <laughs> uh his little litter patrol hat was really yeah. cute. so uh, like there's little aspects that i i love about the beginning of this episode i think like obviously i have my criticisms of how the plot kind of goes but right um it was very cute and visually appealing Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I had, like, I noticed right away, like, this episode looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, this episode, this, like, 11 minute short was the final episode to go into production um, before the film. And so it seems like they are at the, like, peak uh, animation um just prowess at this point, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like his faces are so cute. Him jumping up and freezing midair is mm-hmm. like just done so well. And, and I even see things like him jumping up and freezing midair that I think are going to get like um, called back in the, or not a callback specifically, but they just work so well here that they'll use them again in the film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, now that I think about it, I don't know if this is intentional, but I it, I wonder if them freezing at the start is a uh, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote reference. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, because SpongeBob's kind of Roadrunner and Squidward is Wile E. Coyote. That's a very specific animation reference. But mm-hmm. what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, the Strangler. So SpongeBob um, having to run away. Uh, there's just, I mean, it's cute. Um I freaking, where's my brain going? I don't know. So I just, I'm just going to read you what my next note is. I wrote down Tough sure. Tavern. I thought Tough Tavern oh. was cute. So I was like, it's yeah. the Salty Spittoon again. But again, yeah. and I don't know if this is a criticism or or maybe it's even like intentional throwbacks, but there's a lot of stuff in this episode that they've done in other episodes. Um, I am inclined to say that it's not intentional because I even 
on a different episode on Plankton's Army, I asked Jay Lender on Twitter uh, if it was intentional, how much it felt like the pilot. Because I just thought, you know, like, this is like a really mm-hmm. nice throwback to Help Wanted. Um, and he said, nope, not intentional. There was just a lot of, hey, we already did that going around uh, towards the end of season three. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, I guess I guess we maybe won't know. But I <laughs> true. <laughs> I guess we could ask. Yeah. But uh, um, we could ask 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 the guys. But yeah. uh yeah, I mean I think either way it like reminds you of different right. parts of the show, right? Like it, totally. it references itself in some ways, whether the mm-hmm. it was intentional or not, like for people right. that enjoy the show, you can see these like right. parallels, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. There was only one moment that it bothered me. And I think I've grown a lot. I've had a character arc over the arc of this podcast. I'm way less pedantic. I know I overuse that word, but I just, (laughs) I learned it this past year and I think it's, it's a good uh, addition to my vocabulary. Um, But I, I'm way less pedantic and I don't really care about continuity in SpongeBob anymore, but see if you or listeners listen today and see if you can catch the moment that will bother me um <laughs> continuity wise but um let me ask you this what do you think of uh the strangler his character um so, kind of like you already said i mean uh, um the voice gosh what's his name again the voice Is actor? It tom tom wilson right um voiced by tom wilson so i mean he and he kind of is a flats type character so i don't right. know i mean it felt like just an iteration of flats that's right. like maybe a little scarier because he has mean eyes and right yeah <laughs> like a ripped off like cut off denim vest i don't uh-huh. know <laughs> yeah um and like a weird middle part um, so yeah i i think he he looks visually a little bit scarier but i mean i, I don't know i i could kind of take him or leave him as a villain i didn't think he i mean i think um tom wilson is great right but um as a character just was someone kind of seemed like someone easy to be mad at spongebob and follow him around and yeah but but he did seem more like criminal like yeah he clearly is like right a criminal right. <laughs> yeah i agree i agree i think that um tom wilson is excellent they put him to good use i just wish that he yeah was differentiated some from uh flats a bit more it is fun to have like just like the criminal type character to try and be as like antithetical to spongebob as possible mm-hmm. um but but yeah i don't know i think i think there's a reason that yeah people don't remember him as much and people do remember flats i think and people yeah. do remember uh the salty spittoon patrons um also voiced by tom wilson so mm-hmm. um so yeah but anyway so SpongeBob, he he runs into him and he's wearing a fake mustache. Uh, and long story short, he hires him as his bodyguard. So let's listen. Um, SpongeBob's like, "Hey, we can go back to my house and turn off all the lights and hide there." And the Strangler's like, "Bet that's perfect." And then SpongeBob's <laughs> like, "After we run some errands." Let's see, paper towels. This one says best paper towel around. This one says best paper towel in town. Hmm. In town. Around, in town, around. What 
do you think, bodyguard? <sighs> Whatever gets us to your house quicker. I'll take both. Here you go, Mr. Squarepants. Hmm. Is there something wrong? I'm not sure if these are my pants. Oh. How about this one, bodyguard? Too overbearing? Can we just go to your house? Here we are, Squarepants Manor. Bodyguard, let me just take this opportunity to say you're the best bodyguard a fella could hope to have. All right, enough of the sappy talk. Open the door so I can strangle you. I mean, uh, choke you. I mean, uh, crush your windpipe. I mean, protect me. Uh, thanks. Don't mention it, Strangler. I mean, bodyguard. Now, where'd I put my key? That last line uh, did. I got it. It got a chuckle out of me. Uh, thanks, bodyguard. Mm -hmm. I mean. Or no, I screwed, I freaking screwed it up. Way to go, Sam. He says, thanks, Strangler. I mean, bodyguard. Um, first, Sarah, can you guess the thing that bothered me about this scene? Um, No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't paing enough attention. I, that, I forgot that's okay. that you said that. No, no, it's okay. Uh, it's, what was it? It's the smallest thing, but I, I just was like, I know this doesn't matter. But SpongeBob shouldn't like going to the perfume department because in my mind I'm like, oh. he hates going. Th he literally says, ah, ah, "I always hate going in there." And then he's just freaking <laughs> trying on perfume in this episode. So, you know, maybe he just hates like being sprayed at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't need to, to make excuses for. And what is that? The that's the... Shanghai that they. Uh, on um, the Flying Dutchman ship, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just hates being sprayed at by perfume, but if he's doing the spraying, it's fine. Right. Well, anyway, who cares? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me so much. No, I do know why. I actually, but. I love that part because I was like, I love that he just is trying to find a good scent. Like <laughs> It's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. May I go off for a second? Please, On please what do. I texted you about the other day? Yeah, yeah, please. Um... I gotta say that there are a lot of things that I love about SpongeBob, but one thing that I particularly love is that there's a lot of like, <laughs> I, whether this is intentional or not, I don't know. But uh -huh. I feel like because most of these characters, we know that they have a gender, mm -hmm. um, um, but they don't necessarily ascribe to like male, female gender norms. Right, right. Necessarily. The characters just like what they like and do what they want to do and like, it, I mean, unless you're mm -hmm. someone like Larry, who like is maybe a little more of like a macho man or whatever, right? Um, not trying to get into like a whole gender discussion because it's very, you know, there's a lot there. But right. um, <laughs> I appreciate that a character like SpongeBob, who has been established as a male character, even though he's a sponge, you know, right. I don't know, right. um, that he like enjoys maybe more feminine things like mm -hmm. perfume um or whatever it is i just think that's great and hilarious and yeah. cute i don't know yeah no i you agree know? yeah because it's just like you said it's just he likes what he likes you know and yeah i don't know yeah it's it's hard because i want to say like don't overthink it and then i want to talk about it more but i guess in doing so that would be overthinking it you know but <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. just oh, and it's just nice. I, I probably I think about it too much, but like sure, I, I do but, think that a lot of yeah. the characters on the show are like uh -huh. they're just animal well, animal they're just yeah. wildlife. They're just yeah, characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just 
you know, do what they like to do. And I think that's uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Well, and even <laughs> you give the example of Larry first two things. One, I feel like such a dumb dumb. I when I read your text, for some reason I thought of Larry the snail. Like he's definitely not Larry. And he's and I was like, what gender norms are you talking about there? But no, Larry the Lobster, that makes a lot more sense. But on the topic of Larry, even when he's introduced, it's not even that like explicit. Um mm-hmm. but I think that it's meant to whether it was intentional or not, that like it's it's effective that Larry is kind of your typical like macho alpha male type or whatever. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob is so insecure because he's not that. And I think that there's probably a version. Well, no, I, I know that there's a version of that episode um, that would have been more like comparing like, man, I'm not Larry. Like Sandy is, is not going to want to hang out with me. She's going to want to hang out with Larry more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we said the last time you were on, I'm glad that they ate like you know, didn't bother with the romance between SpongeBob and Sandy at all. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that still in that episode, at least is SpongeBob realizing on a friendship level, at least that Sandy's like, no, I just like you for being SpongeBob. Don't try and be Larry. Like you're just SpongeBob, you know? Yeah. Um, And I'd say a lot of episodes have that theme where it's like, Patrick, it's okay. Like you don't have to win trophies and Scooter. It's okay that you're bad at clarinet. You still enjoy it. Like you can still do it. Like there's Mr. Krabs, it's cool that you're you love money. Like that's kind of your thing. Right. I don't know. It's just yeah, all yeah, these characters. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of okay for them to just be themselves. Yeah. Until they're you know harming each other. But right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and I think that they for the most part do a good job of like their attributes. Um, aren't the butt of jokes though? Maybe Squidward's they are, but but I don't know if they're like ever making fun of Squidward so much as just like uh, teasing how pretentious he is, you know? But like I think specifically mm-hmm. of Pearl and for the most part, I think that they're not like, aren't teenage girls so dumb? Because they're just like, <laughs> yeah. Pearl's just Pearl, you know? And yeah, she likes girly things, yeah. but like, uh-huh. you know, and Sandy kind of doesn't and that's cool. Right, like, totally, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. I appreciate. Thank you for going off about that. <laughs> I don't know out. if I like articulated exactly what I'm thinking about it, but I do think it's like a fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a cool thing. It's like there's no. Um, there were a lot of cartoons and shows right. when we were growing up that did a lot of that, and like totally. You know, I mean, obviously had like lots of crushes and romances and stuff, but right. also had like very heavy like gendered things. Right. Um, right. You know, so I think it's uh-huh. cool that the show doesn't always have that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't, in my mind, I don't think of SpongeBob as a kindergartner and I don't even necessarily associate it with kindergarten, even though that was, I was kindergarten age when a lot of episodes were coming out. But mm-hmm. I do associate the show's innocence with that of a kindergartner or preschooler, where, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Jay Lender himself gave us an example, like, when SpongeBob and Patrick held hands in the uh, Fry Cook games and people mm-hmm. were reading into it a ton, like, what does that mean? Or like, going to be like, try to make themselves upset about it or something. Um, and Jay was like, kids just hold hands. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. It's just, and, and so SpongeBob exists in this like really pure place where he just likes what he likes, you know? And yeah. he just, yeah. he's like, what does he say? Is this scent too bold or something like that with this <laughs> perfume? But yeah, yeah. So anyway, yes. I think you articulated it pretty well. I don't know if I did either, but 
well, hopefully, well, you know, whatever. Just scrap it all. <laughs> scrap it. Throw it all. <laughs> Speaking of scrapping it all, yeah, that's not this is a not my best transition. Um, uh, so they get done there with their errands. Um, hey, did you by chance watch the uh, video that I sent you of uh oh. Yeah, Tom I Wilson did. in the studio. Wasn't yeah. that just so? I mean, the scene itself is pretty gruesome, but it wasn't yeah. it so nice seeing them like laugh and like just have fun recording uh, so the episode. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sweet. I, I really liked seeing Stephen too, like mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, can you do like a little bit?" I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like it was such a. I mean, it has to be kind of a collaborative thing, right? But when you're like in the studio actually recording, right. but it it just it did seem really fun. Yeah, I agree. Everyone should go watch that. They should. And well, actually, I forgot. <laughs> um, I'm gonna play that clip in the trivia section today. Oh. But but you should also watch it because it's it's really sweet seeing like the soft smile on Steven Hillenberg's face. And I and I've read mm. elsewhere like uh, people talk about the kind of like curiosity and like almost mischievousness like he had of you could just see that he was always thinking or whatever. And I think that you can see that in that video where he's like, try, try reading it this way. And then mm-hmm. his reaction, he's smiling and he just says, yep, that was funny. And I was like, that's so sweet. And <laughs> yeah. then Tom Wilson is clearly having so much fun, <laughs> like mm-hmm. dying, laughing, watching the mm-hmm. cartoon. So, um, so anyway, I just had to shout that out. Cause it, the clip is of this scene, um, which makes me enjoy a scene that I think I would otherwise hate. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and I still don't love uh, I'm trying, but my cleats are stuck in your cornea. I'm not <laughs> in love with that. But um, anyway, so SpongeBob, they finally make it inside. Um, he, he gets his key out from under his doormat. And when they go inside, there's a surprise party for his uh, 100% on time award, which is really cute. There's another surprise party after that for his birthday, which is really cute. <laughs> um, and Patrick just says, we just do whatever the invitations say, uh, which is really funny. So finally, everybody starts to leave. Um, and the Strangler thinks that he um, can finally uh, take SpongeBob out. Ah, alone again. Is it true? <coughs> Everybody's gone. Uh-huh. No, no more parties today. You've got everything you need now. Nobody's left. We're completely alone. Oh, yeah. In that case. <laughs> Great parties, huh? Oh, sorry, Tubby. You gotta go. Well, we can trust Patrick. He's my best friend. Well, I can't take any chances. For all we know, uh, he could be the Strangler. I'm the Strangler? No, I should have known. I gotta turn myself in. <laughs> So, Patrick's the Strangler. Gee, you think you know a guy. He's not the Strangler! He's not? I am! Hey, how'd you do that without shaving cream? Oh, it's a fake, you idiot! I bought it at the party store! Did someone say party? (laughs) Uh, And they just freaking start partying again. Uh, So this is... I, I find this cute. I could tell at this point, like, okay... They're playing up. Uh, there's a stalker um, stalking SpongeBob, but then SpongeBob, in his earnestness, drives the stalker crazy, and now feels like he's being stalked by SpongeBob. I think that that's really cute. And there's a version of this episode too 
where I'm like, I want to, I want to watch that episode, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where, um, it just like, I don't know, goes backwards or whatever, but, but yeah, what did Mm -hmm. you think of these scenes? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I like the concept, but I didn't love the execution, Right. but, um, I, I, I mean, I actually really liked all of the party scenes just because they're colorful and it's fun right. and it's the inside of SpongeBob's house and his wallpaper changes to like this fun floral. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't think it's normally that green oh. with the white flowers. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I thought that was cute and like to see. <sighs> I just love seeing Squidward with a lampshade on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like, honestly, this is the SpongeBob house party episode I would have watched. Exactly. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, I thought it was funny. I love when like jokes go on a little too long, but yeah, it, it wasn't like in the right rhythm for me necessarily sure. to think it was extremely funny, but right, I did right. like uh, the, <laughs> I I mean, because you're kind of thinking, oh, how's SpongeBob going to get out of this? Right. Oh, another surprise party. <laughs> right. Oh, Patrick's yeah. here after the surprise party. Oh, a third party. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do like that Patrick says, let's boogie. I don't know. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was cute. <laughs> no, I agree. I Because on house party, I the all the party scenes kind of annoyed me and they felt like mm-hmm. corny and just like didn't work well. But they feel like, very intentionally corny here and maybe they were supposed mm-hmm. to be then too but um but it's just so over the top and like because normally it would bother me like why is squidward getting so into this you know parting with a uh lampshade on his head and stuff um but here i'm just like whatever it's like it's just as ridiculous as possible you know like plankton and mr Krabs are at the party together and everything you know um so but then again um and it, this isn't me like being like you're not allowed to use uh similar lines or jokes from other episodes but they were just so similar i couldn't help but notice and like was almost distracted by it where um for one well this is kind of like inverse i guess but i think that the version of this character would get kind of uh improved and perfected in a way with the character of Dennis in the SpongeBob movie, um, where Mm. this like cold blooded killer comes to like kill SpongeBob or whatever. And that he doesn't like annoy him to death. Um, like to get rid of him, they actually do kind of have to like, like an action movie, like deal with him, which makes sense for the the film or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but then, uh, he, he says, let's see, he says, finally, I've got you, uh, right where I want you, which is a, the literal quote that Dennis says in the SpongeBob movie. Uh, and he says, okay, tattletale, now you get yours. And I was like, where have I heard that? And that is in um, <laughs> Survival of the Idiots. That's All Sandy, right, yeah. Pinhead Larry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get yours, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick being like, uh, I'm the strangler. I should, like, what does he say? I have to turn myself in. And I was like, ah, dang, dude, that's that joke is from the clam episode. Like, yeah. of course I did it. The perfect crime, you know? <laughs> so they're all, like, cute jokes in their own right, but I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think that they mm-hmm. could feel at the end of the of the show, like, 
yeah, either the show needs to end or we need to get in some some new blood because we're just rehashing stuff that we've already covered. And I tend mm-hmm. to agree. Not because I think like it's bad, but I'm just like, yeah, like that would be really hard to try and like continue to come up with new stuff, you know, but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bodyguard! Bodyguard! I'm not your bodyguard! <laughs> I'm a strangler! Say! The strangler! Good work, SpongeBob. You put the strangler behind bars. At least I'm safe from that yellow idiot. Hey, Mac. What are you in for? Hmm. <laughs> It's a silly line from Patrick, but um, look, so here's the, my final thoughts on, on this episode. Um, it's it's a fine episode. I mean, it's one of the least memorable, one of the least funny episodes. But listen, I don't feel like, you know, oh, man, SpongeBob's getting longer the tooth. Like they it's time to pull the plug or whatever, even though that's kind of what we just said. But don't like take what I'm saying with like kind of that connotation or whatever. Um the beautiful thing about SpongeBob is you they they made this huge collection and put it out into the world. And I've said on this podcast before that Steven Hillenberg's idea of a show was 60 shows um, and then you're done. And you put it out there in the world and you leave them wanting more, right? That's the quote that we've read from Derek Dryman in the past. And by the nature of them having to um, make this show with Nickelodeon, like as you make them, you have to like air them one by one or whatever, you know? So it can feel like this arc of like, Oh, now let's try to give you this one. Let's try to give you this one. But when you think of it, like the package of the 60, which when you consider reruns is really more how we all consume it. Um, it doesn't matter if like the last one's not your favorite because you don't remember like it for its recency. You remember just like, this grab bag of like, oh my gosh, and then there's band geeks, and then there's jellyfishing and and bubble stand and SB129 and the chocolate mm-hmm. with nuts episode and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Those are my thoughts. But do you have any uh, last thoughts on this episode? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that there's there are things to like about it. Um, I think that there's a lot of really fun animation. Um, I mean, I still enjoyed watching it. Like even with my criticisms, I still enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I think what you said is spot on. It's like, there's so much to love about this show that like, yeah, I don't have to love the Strangler episode, but I can appreciate the things I like about it. And shout out to Tom Wilson. Like that line at the end is really funny too. Like I'm the Strangler. I don't remember what exactly he says. I'm not your bodyguard (laughs) it's really good yeah yeah Mm -hmm. cool that said five out of five just kidding um no i don't know it's a fine episode yeah okay um well with that let's sort of do a quick break and then when i come back uh we're gonna say pranks a lot spongebob will be right back on nickelodeon they're dangerous they're dastardly they're the dregs of the ocean they're Bikini Bottom's most wanted, and Nickelodeon has rounded them up for a full day of the deep sea's worst crimes and misdemeanors. All leading up to the premiere of a brand new SpongeBob SquarePants with a brand new villain. Bikini Bottom.
Bottoms Most Wanted, starting next Monday at 3. Then look out for a new SpongeBob next Monday at 8, 7 Central, only on Nick. Spongeheads now available for the first time ever on DVD. It's the complete SpongeBob SquarePants second season. Log on to nick.com slash shop or call the number on your screen to order yours. Yeah! This Spongetacular Season 2 box set comes in its own special edition three-disc pineapple packaging. Three DVDs featuring 40 Spongetastic episodes from the second season, including Bubble Buddy, Band Geeks, and Frankendoodle. Plus tons of seaworthy special features. Listen to commentary from the Sponge Bob animation team, view original animation storyboards, take the SpongeBob trivia challenge, and read along while you watch with our SpongeBob script viewer. And best of the Sponge Booty, each box set comes with a free ticket to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie in theaters this November. A value of up to $10.50. This movie is not yet rated. To get this exclusive offer now, log on to nick.com slash shop or call the number on your screen and get a treasure's worth of SpongeBob SquarePants for just $34.99 plus shipping and handling. You must be 18 or older to order or log on. The Tattletale Strangler. Status thinned and dangerous. Open the door so I can strangle you. Don't tattle or you'll rattle this bad guy's temper and he needs to get a grip. You're gonna do time, Strangler. Hard time. Keep a watchful eye out for the Tattletale Strangler. Next, only on Nickelodeon. Now back to more SpongeBob on Nickelodeon. Here it is, the Palace of Pranks. The greatest novelty shop in Bikini Bottom. All the greatest pranksters shop here. This is where I got my gag, Seanut Brittle can. Oh boy, Seanut Brittle, gimme. Patrick, wait, it's a booby trap, remember? Nice try, SquarePants, but it's not gonna work this time. I'm gonna have some of your delicious Seanut Brittle. <laughs> Where's the Seanut Brittle? Gets funnier every time you say it, Patrick. Come on, let's <laughs> go inside. Seen it, Brittle? Oh, nothing compares to the smell of cheap plastic novelty items. Pranks, gags, and gross-out toys as far as the eye can see. Isn't it everything I said it would be, Patrick? Hey, seen it, Brittle! Don't oh, darn it, not again. Welcome back. We are all back for the episode Pranks a Lot. So this episode is written by Paul Tibbet, Kenneth Osborne, and Meriwether Williams. And it's the last episode. Uh, first, mm. I just got a shout out. Perhaps you could hear it in my voice. Um, I didn't catch the joke, but I appreciate it a little bit more now. SpongeBob says, that gets funnier every time you say it. Because I got to say, I didn't think it was funny the first time I watched this episode. And now I realize maybe that they're kind of like acknowledging like it's not going to be funny the next time that he makes this very obvious joke. So we're going to say that <laughs> now. But um, I thought that Palace of Pranks is a cute store. Um, did you ever get into much uh, pranking uh, mischief ever, Sarah? <laughs> well, I think that um, maybe you could guess that my answer is no, mm. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm not a huge prank fan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't love like the, the people's faces when they get pranked mm. or like, I've had some not great pranks happen yeah. to me. Like, Aww. um, <laughs> I actually, 
shout out to one of my friends who's still my friend to this day, but one of the first times we hung out, she stuck a ketchup packet or stuck my straw in a ketchup packet and put it back in my drink. And so I drank ketchup and I already ate ketchup, but she didn't know that about me. And so, uh, stuff like that. I was like, what what sick enjoyment do you get out of (laughs) me drinking ketchup, dude? Yeah. Like, but I have friends, I mean, like Kenzie loves pranks. And Mm. so like, she'll do them or whatever. Like, I guess I did them in high school, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big prank guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. here for a pun, but not a prank. Yeah. Puns are kind of a prank on humanity, on decency. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what about you? <laughs> several puns later. Uh, yeah. no, um, you know, it's well, so for one, I'll just say this is another funny like uh, way that you're very similar to Morgan in that Morgan hates pranks specifically for like she doesn't like seeing people's faces when they get pranked. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, Morgan, <laughs> you love The Office. And she's like, yeah, but I skip the uncomfortable scenes. And I'm like, how do you watch that show? But um, and, and, and I can sympathize with that. I agree. I Honestly, I think that probably most pranks suck and are like <laughs> stupid. Um, and dude, prank YouTube channels are like the scum of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. But I really love, I genuinely very much love like an innocent prank because there's a mm-hmm. time in my life where I hated them. I hated like kind of any prank because I was like, these are just mean. But then when I figured out like there's a way to do them in a way that's completely inconsequential and it's more just like that took too much effort to do i i like really enjoy them now so there is a couple of quick pranks i'll throw out for the listeners maybe you can try them at home you know like when i was a kid i remember reading pranks on like captain underpants and being like i'm gonna put ketchup packets under the bumps of the toilet so when people sit down but i think that's that's a lowbrow mean prank. Don't do that, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, do stuff like this. Well, I guess, well, this is very, A, self-indulgent, and B, like, self-righteous of me to be like, I am the perfect Here's example the of how to do prank. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But So I don't know if, if I'm, you know, perfect in this regard. But, but that said, um, <laughs> I remember when I worked at Iowa State University in the human sciences uh, department, there was this person that would always freaking park their moped, not just in the bike rack section, but on the sidewalk in front of the door where everybody had to walk out. I was like, what a jerk thing to do. Why would you do that? So what I did was I used like the paper, uh, like available to, to try and like, I had gotten tickets on campus before for parking places that I shouldn't or whatever. So I just like as expertly as possible, like folded up a fake envelope and printed out on yellow paper, a fake ticket. Um, and I even had like the Iowa state university parking division, like heading on it, (laughs) but then just sharpied onto it. Like your parking space sucks, but I had it tucked into the envelope so that, um, you couldn't see that part. It just looked like a real ticket. Uh, and then, and then stuck it. Maybe that one's a little bit more mean, but I just, (laughs) you just got like a half second of like, Oh no, I got a ticket. And then then it's just like, it's like Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not going to report him or whatever, you know, but, (laughs) um, I, I did an well, I had JC do an innocent one today where she Mm. had like finished this candy. It's kind of like a starburst and she was like folding it back up. And I said, why don't you try giving that to Kenzie and see if she'll eat it. And literally (laughs) like, it's so dumb. Like she held it in her hand for one 
0.1 second and knew there was not candy in there. But that kind uh, of stuff I can appreciate. Like that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another time that a friend or one of my roommates ordered a part for his car that came in a huge box. Um, and so I took a really long time stenciling onto the box. Um, my another roommate at the time, uh, my roommate Steven's uh, girlfriend's address onto the return address part and then his address onto like the two part. Um, and then had my other roommates be like, Steven, your girlfriend, because she lived in California at the time. They're like, what did she send you? And he's like, what are you talking? What is this? And he was like so confused but flattered. Like, what could my girlfriend have sent me? And then as he went to open the box, I jumped out of it and then scared him. And it's just really <laughs> stupid. And he like s- freaked out, screamed, and like turned and like very like Scooby Doo esque, like ran straight into a wall, kind of like what the Strangler did last episode. Um, and then there was some other third prank that I can't remember, but I was really proud of. If it comes to me later, I guess I'll share yeah, it. But- yeah, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm in favor of an innocent break. Um, and so are SpongeBob and Patrick. And, and that's why I freaking love that the prank that they're going to do is let's spray the park bench invisible. <laughs> <laughs> and then when people walk by, we'll be floating in midair. That's like mm-hmm. exactly the kind of prank that I love. So yeah. um, things go awry, though. They end up spraying themselves invisible. Um, and they, they go out and, and they're going to go figure out what to do with this, uh, um, spray. And, and they think of this park bench idea. Here it is, Patrick. The ultimate prank. Invisible spray. What are we going to do with it? I know. We'll go spray the park bench and then sit on it. And when people walk by, we'll be floating in midair. They're floating in midair. How do they do that? That's the ultimate break! Good idea, SpongeBob! Well, let's get started! <laughs> okay, I'm ready! Any particular reason you took your pants off? Okay, I know I just said that clip exactly, but I just had to play it because I needed to hear SpongeBob say, Any particular reason you just took your pants off? Because I think that's the funniest line of the episode. Um, I remember the other prank. Uh, I did this a lot in high school and in college. And you know what? One person that I did it to is our good friend James Patterson. Um, And this one is a little bit less innocent, but I'll just use James as an example, though I've done it on other people. I took his computer, his his new MacBook that he had recently gotten, and I opened up Google Chrome and I Googled um, Mac virus download. And then I took a screenshot of that and then I saved that as the new desktop oh background. Gosh. And then I hid all of his icons to, of course, make it appear as though just the Chrome tab was oh up. My so he opened his MacBook and it was like, what the heck is this? And of course, what would you do? What else would you do but immediately go to close the window? <laughs> and and you didn't do anything it. and you can't close it because it's not really a window. And he's freaking out and I'm like crying laughing. And it, it was a very much like, what did you do to my drink? And I'm like, you asked for three ice cubes and I only gave you two. Or I think it's two and one, but anyway. Um <laughs> Okay, in the interest of time, I, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you. I feel like okay, you can edit this out if you need to. But, That's okay. Um, but on New Girl, are you familiar? 
Uh, I I'm familiar. I haven't watched it. But. There's a character, Winston, who doesn't know how to do pranks. So he <laughs> oh, literally yeah. says that <laughs> he says he either goes too little or too much. And so the yeah. too little is like, I sprinkled some dust by her shoe. And then <laughs> yeah. the too much is let's hit him in the throat with a ski. Like, I mean, it's like night and day, but I'm definitely yeah. on the like the side of like, let's sprinkle a little something by her right. shoe and see if he notices, which is not a prank. Just so yeah, yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. But Go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, okay. In the interest of time, I'm just going to play this next clip. This is the most podcastable clip that we have ever played on the show um, because there's next to no visuals in this scene. But when they spray themselves down on accident, they become completely invisible. And we kind of just watch them do this cute, like, pan back and forth on an empty background talking to each other. Um, <laughs> and they go and ask somebody for the time and then get an idea of what they're going to do the rest of the episode. Hey, SpongeBob, do you know what time it is? Oh, sure, it's half past invisible. Gee, it's getting late. What's that, this guy? Excuse me, sir, but do you have the time? Sure. It's uh, 10 to 3. Thank you. Don't mention it. Don't mention what? Yeah, who said that? Me. Ah, ghosts! Ah! Hey, I'm no ghost! Oh, the nerve of that guy and his driving eyeballs. Wait a second, Patrick. My brain just hatched an idea. Lay it on me. Okay, we're invisible, right? Yeah. If that guy thought we were ghosts, we could haunt everybody in Bikini Bottom. No, oh, it's the ultimate prank. Woo! High, High five. five! Let's go scare us some suckers. <laughs> I do like that you... You can't see them, but right. I I was like envisioning what their faces looked like, which was yeah, kind of yeah. fun, um, or like yeah, uh, uh-huh. and so I don't remember much about this episode at all. But shout out to my friend Giovanna, who I send her um, mm. the podcast every week so she can listen oh, to fun. it, and um, she's one of my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And she, I asked her like, what are some of your favorite SpongeBob moments? And she said the one that came to her head immediately was curse that guy and his or uh, curse that guy and his driving eyeballs. Is that what Patrick huh. says? Yeah, yeah, it is. And wow. she said she loved this episode. Like that was a vivid episode to her, which maybe because it was like one of the ones that came out when we were a little bit older. Yeah. I don't know, but um, and I when I saw that, I was like, oh, that is like a funny line, but I didn't know the context. Like I couldn't remember yeah. it at all. But it is funny. I and uh-huh. yeah, I really enjoy that you can't see them because there yeah. is really no other scene like that where right you know you can't see the characters but right. what did you think about it yeah i i enjoy the um like at first i'll be honest at first i was like this is some lazy animation but then i was like <laughs> no this is really funny and clever and that they do like kind of pan back and forth as either is talking mm-hmm. but then especially when he says let's go scare some suckers it zooms in on him yeah and I you're think like the zoom was my yeah. favorite part yeah <laughs> same because because you've seen enough spongebob to know exactly the face that he's making you know right. yeah so mm-hmm. it works really well and but mm-hmm. then i just yeah i'd love that anecdote that's such a nice anecdote because i love when there's an episode that i don't care for as much but it's some it's somebody else's like at least one of their favorites, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's just nice. But, yeah, it is nice. Yeah. So this is also nice. Or maybe it's not nice. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, let's just listen to one of the the many pranks that they uh, do. Uh, a rare appearance for season three. Uh, our favorite undersea land squirrel, uh, Sandy. <laughs> 
funny. Thought I heard voices. Huh? I thought I left that glass of peanut juice on the table. And didn't I toss that old lamp out yesterday? And since when did I acquire all these portraits of Patrick? Notice that Carolyn Lawrence is really good at like faking or acting. I guess I guess that's her job, but acting th- like a giggle. Like that sounded like yes. such an organic giggle, you know? Yes, her giggles are so cute. Yeah. Um, shout out to Sandy, dude. I Ugh. love that we get to see her, and crazy mm-hmm. that we got to see her fly back to Texas. <laughs> and land in Plano, Texas. I know. I I. <laughs> In play freaking Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly might have been my favorite part of this episode is her in her little acorn rocket, like that clearly is for emergencies. Yeah. She like, didn't even have time to change. She's just like, I need to get out of here immediately. And of course, she has a plan to go right. back to Texas. I just yeah. love it so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just, I love it on so many levels of like, I, I love Sandy. I love that she. It's a shout out to like Texas. Like, of course, that's where she would go. But then also, mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to, I literally have in my notes, like, uh, hell yeah, we, we just saw Sandy in a rocket. Like, because we <laughs> yes. haven't gotten that from like early season one of like, yes. she's but a scientific like, genius, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like her mini emergency, right? Like, escape pod. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's an so acorn <laughs> with a hatch on it for some reason. Yeah. Man, it's really I cute. also got a shout out. The I love the portraits of Patrick. Yes. I think they're all so cute. That's the funniest part of this scene. I think <laughs> I genuinely laughed pretty hard at like, uh, and where did I get all these portraits of Patrick? I'm like, that is an innocent <laughs> prank to me. Like, <laughs> that actually is. I do. I do appreciate that prank. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, and it oh, has man. the same inflection as um, the embarrassing photo of Spongebob at the Christmas party. <laughs> anyway. This reminds me of another stupid prank. I didn't mean to share so many prank anecdotes this episode, but um, I uh, shout out to my other former roommate, Augie. He had a lot of photos of his own uh, like hung up around the house when we lived together. And he had one photo of our friend Leah uh, that... Um, she's like, I don't know, just in a hat on main street, like at some beer festival or food festival or something. I don't know. Um, but I just thought it was funny. I thought it was like odd that we had a framed photo of her in general, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Um, shout out to Augie. I'm not trying to judge his decorating decisions on this podcast, but basically (laughs) I went to the trouble of like, I bought a blonde wig uh, and I uh, took one of my other roommates. Um, oh, and I borrowed Leah's hat um, because she was kind of bothered that the photo was hanging in our house too. So I was like, will you help me prank Augie? And she was like, absolutely, I will. So I borrowed her hat. I cut the wig to be the length of her hair. And I went down to the exact spot that the photo originally was taken. And I spent many hours Photoshopping it so that it was the exact same lighting and everything. The only difference being that I was in the photo instead. Um, I'll send you, Sarah. Listeners, sorry, you're not going to get to see this photo. But um, 
but it was like spot on. I'm not not to toot my own horn, and it took Augie like a day to find it. But I just I never brought it up. I just hung it up and. <laughs> And you know what? I think I got the idea because with an, uh, one of my coworkers, she had like inspirational quotes hung up on her uh, <laughs> in her cubicle. So to mess with her, I would unannounced um, find the the like quote on Google and try to do a perfect Photoshop, but just put in some stupid quote that didn't mean anything or maybe yeah. a spongebob <laughs> quote or something um and then just swap them out and never bring them up or draw attention to it okay that's amazing. what i'm saying is hanging framed photos in people's houses is really funny to me that is a great prank <laughs> and i not to keep talking about pranks but i will yeah. say that i a lot of times i in my spare time i love to um badly photoshop things in yeah. snapchat yeah, yeah. Uh, um so i do that often and a lot of times what i do is i'll like make a post on instagram or something and just like wait for people to realize that i like photoshopped <laughs> yeah. a character in or like uh-huh. move someone's face around or whatever <laughs> yeah dude i um, love photoshop <laughs> like for stuff like that it's it's good good stuff uh-huh. <laughs> like for example this is a very tame one but the album artwork that I made for the Jay Lender interview is just like a taste of the kind of stuff I like to like because someone Jay will send it really liked that good I wasn't sure if he would I was like is this just gonna like bother him <laughs> that we're worshiping him but anyway okay I should stop talking about pricks I the only other thing that I want to shout out from this uh, scene is it's really clever that they have Spongebob and then Patrick with his arms up so that it's very obviously their silhouettes mm-hmm. um, so that when she pulls the sheet off of them and they're not there, it just like makes it that much funnier. But mm-hmm. Okay, so then we get a montage of a whole bunch of silly pranks um, that all lead up to one guy who says that he's, quote, ain't it, I ain't afraid no ghosts. I messed up that quote. Um, that's okay because they repeat the joke twice, which is kind of a bummer. But um, let's listen to... Mr. Krabs and his sailor uh, superstition that's going to keep him safe. Ghosts? Ha! I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Every sailor knows a ghost won't come near a fella as long as he's wearing his spotted neckerchief and his dried up sea leprechaun and a bit of gold never hurt. But to be on the safe side, I'm also wearing me pants and a melvin nut, got me shivering timber brace, and the hairs on the back of me neck are taped down. And I'm all wrapped up in a suit of anti-ghost armor. And if none of this stuff works, I've got me secret weapon, the Spectre Deflector. So just try and get me, you ghost. Bring it up. Um, I liked the... So I didn't catch all the references necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess like Shiver Me Timbers, but I don't know. Um, but I liked that he taped down the yeah. his neck hairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Although yeah. I don't like looking at it. I thought that no. was funny. Yeah. Um, and then how he's just like in a barrel... I thought yeah. that was funny. Um, right. And is this meant to be him saying I ain't afraid of no ghosts and having that be in the paper? Is that meant to be a reference or? I'm sure that it is. I'm okay, sure that it's I a just... Ghostbusters reference. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it does kind of make sense that Mr. Krabs would like 
uh-huh. not be afraid of them, but still believe in them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like he is the most paranoid out of anybody because of his time at the sea. And yet, After like because of that. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> but because of that, he's the most prepared and is like, mm-hmm. you fools. You didn't, you didn't prepare, but I'm like actually prepared, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also a, a, um, like throwback, um, you know, reference that I enjoy. I think that this is a great way to do it is his foxy gold necklace. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that is a great way to like do a callback of a previous yeah, joke. I you really know, liked but, that. Yeah. I mean, very, very yeah. cute. If if that necklace said Foxy Grandpa, I would buy it. Yeah, that would be really good. It looks really <laughs> good. It's very like shiny and mm-hmm. weird seeing his white chest hair, but yeah. Um, so yeah, very very cute. I just I I was like, is this the Lighthouse? Like a film that I think I've referenced on this podcast a few times. But um, the ghosts show up, and sure enough, immediately Mr. Krabs is he is afraid of no ghosts or whatever. Um, <laughs> And it's a cute, you know, like at the start of the episode, SpongeBob's like, let's go wash off this invisibility spray. And then they, of course, don't. So it's a cute payoff that, like, of course, he would throw water and like that he has to throw the water because of like a match is about to light his dollar. I think that it, it's fairly clever um, how it all pays off mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Um, this ending, I'll be curious what, what you think of this ending. Um so I don't know. I'll just I'll tee it up here. They um are surprised to find that Mr. Krabs is like, he's cool, he's hip, which again feels like a reference to midlife crustacean. Um, but uh, he's like totally cool with the prank, and it's just like yeah, boys, like we're just fooling around. It's no big deal. They think that they're just off the hook, heading home when this happens. We're really sorry, Mr. Krabs. Please don't chop us up into little pieces and eat them. Hey, come on, boys. I'm hip. I pulled my share of pranks when I was your age. Had me some laughs. That's what we did tonight, right? We had a good laugh. Come on, laugh with me. Any particular reason you boys are naked? Yeah, the invisible paint stains clothes. Of <laughs> course it does. Well, you two better hurry home before someone sees you nude. Yeah, I think I'd die of embarrassment if that happened. Me too. Woo, no, we wouldn't want that, would we? It's getting late now. You two pranksters better get going. Mr. Krabs, thanks for being such a good sport. Don't mention it. That Mr. Krabs always looking out for me. What a guy. Yeah. The Krusty Krab presents Live Nude Pranksters! Starring the Bikini Bottom Ghosts! That's the end of season three. Uh, what do you think, Sarah? <laughs> uh, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't love people getting super embarrassed right. or, you right. know, I, I literally like have nightmares about just like having to be naked in front of people. Like, and just, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I guess they kind of got what was coming to them, but at the same time, like, 
were their pranks really that bad? I don't know. Like, it's pretty impressive that they made the walls into rubber or true. Yeah. (laughs) Just some of the stuff they did. So I don't know. I mean, I guess bringing back the, any particular reason why you guys aren't wearing clothes, like is kind of funny, but right. I, I don't love the ending except for we should have bought the whoopee cushion. I do like that line. <laughs> yeah. That is silly. Yeah. There's some, I'm looking at the screen grabs and there's some really funny drawings of them in the spotlight and like how confused and <laughs> frightened they are and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought the, the ending was cute enough. It, it, I think like if, if we had seen a little bit more how they terrorized the town and now they're going to get their comeuppance or whatever, it might like uh, pay off a little bit better or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I appreciated that it wasn't too mean spirited because they, yeah. they weren't like crying or anything, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, they're just embarrassed. Um, yeah. So whatever it, it's, I don't know. It's cute enough, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a fine episode. Like I said, at the start, it, we knew it wasn't going to be like, one of our favorite episodes, or even close to it, but mm-hmm. but you know, um, I don't know. I just, there was some, yeah. No, go ahead, sir. I was gonna say I just freaking love SpongeBob, and yeah. And there's some things yeah. to love in this episode. Totally, yeah. And um, oh, I forgot to say I love that we saw the inside of Mrs. Puff's house in her kitchen. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like there's like some fun things where I think in um both of these episodes we see like interior of like stores we haven't seen and like some incidentals that haven't popped up in a while. So it kind of feels like, you know, you're seeing the town a little bit more in both of these um, episodes, which I think is also positive. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's a lot to love in this one. Um, So solid episode, whatever. I am just here for, um, SpongeBob saying any particular reason you took off your pants. So we got that line and and it was worth it for that. That and uh I don't remember hanging up all these portraits of Patrick. It's really funny. So <laughs> So we can say to the episode, pranks a lot, man. <laughs> pranks a lot. And pranks to you, listener, for listening <laughs> with us this this long. Um that's a wrap on season three. Super crazy. Um we're not done with the podcast yet. So listen, everybody. Um Next, uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to have um, mailbag segment where we go through all of your favorite um, moments and or episodes. It's not too late to send those in, so please do, and, and Sarah will join us for that. I've got a super secret special segment that I will um, also probably pair with that episode, too. Sarah will also come back to uh, revisit the pilot episode, which I'm very excited for, and then, Sarah, you can say your goodbyes to the the good listeners on that episode um and then we farewells or farewells and you know in fact sarah if you want you can totally make a cameo on one of the episodes when we cover the the spongebob movie um if you end up watching it and just want to give your thoughts or something but so anyway somewhere in there you'll you'll get to say your fair your farewells your well wishes your farewell wishes so but with that my farewell wishes (laughs) yeah any other thoughts sarah no, I also love SpongeBob, and um, thanks for having me, and and thank you all for listening, and uh, I mean, prank you all for listening. Prank you all for listening, <laughs> and that's it, and that's all she wrote. I'll see you all in therapy. How do 
did you guys know today is my birthday? We just do what the invitations say. Let's bug us some more. <laughs> 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 <laughs>